What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Speak Your Mind podcast. And today I'm joined by my good friend, Rustic. Hello, hello, hello. Rustic, welcome to the pod, man. How's it going? Hey, thank you, man. I'm happy. Everything is going good. God is blessing me. Everything is good with you, both of our families. I couldn't ask for anything more. Right. Sun is shining, you know? <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> we're going I mean, through a winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and you know, like in New York, it's kind of like not sunny at all because of the uh, winter and all that. Right. But I'm pretty sure it's beautiful down there. So it's okay. It's been a little bit grim these days. It's been two days and it's it's very rainy now. <laughs> and literally the day after I showed you the picture of how Texas looks like versus New York, it started raining uh-huh. so much, dude. Like I jinxed it. I think I jinxed it. Yeah. But yeah, You're what's totally our topic dead. for today? Uh, today we have a special, I mean, I wouldn't call it special, but, um, it's definitely something that, you know, like I want to like, like we want to talk about, uh, we want to talk about the year 2020 and I know it's been a roller coaster of a year, uh, for everyone. Uh, it's been, I wouldn't say roller coaster because I know like 2020 has been going downhill ever since. So maybe, uh, huh. Right. But yeah, uh, uh, let's get in. Let's dive into the topics. Uh, so we're today we're gonna talk about everything that happened in. I mean, not everything, but major events that happened in 2020. Of course, you know, COVID pandemic being one of them, and some tragic deaths of uh, some some uh, you know like legends and some celebrities, renowned actors. Uh, and so on. So let's get right into it. Perfect. That sounds perfect. So you want to dive into the first thing that we have today? Yeah. So first thing we have today is a trillion bushfire. So it kind of started, I think, in the beginning of December, right? If I'm not right. wrong. Right. I and think it started definitely the- last year, right? Right. Definitely. And I think it carried out on the beginning of, beginning of 2020. Um, pretty much like most of, like, I would say like half of the Australia got burned. Is that right? Am I? Mm-hmm. You're right. Don't 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 fact, fact check me, but uh, I know it was a huge deal. Uh, people were like, you know, like at first there was not much awareness because people weren't doing anything. But then uh, people started posting on social media. Um, and I think like more people, people started to like to know like what's going on in Australia and they were you know like creating this uh pages for to help out with the fire and all that but it was it was a it was start of a worse you know 2020 definitely i think it was one of yeah. the worst starts that led to 2020 and 2020 just like just just like you said just kept on going downhill um secondly we have a major celebrity that just passed away in a helicopter accident and that was kobe bryant and his 13 year old daughter gianna and a total of nine people were killed in the same accident so uh let's just take a second to remember a legend in nba as well as just a legend in general because he did a lot of things uh for 
basketball, the community, the BLM, and and all kind of things. So it's definitely a very sad moment to remember that Kobe Bryant died in January of uh, this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a you know it was a tragic death. Um, he was actually enjoying his retirement right you know like right after and. It was it's just sad the way that you know it happened, um, and the fact that his his uh, daughter Gianna uh, was part of the uh, you know nine people. It's it's just sad. It's honestly, I he he did so much for the you know, community, and he wanted to be he wanted he wanted to make the community better. Uh, he wanted to give people a voice, um, and it just tragic pass away it's 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 heartbreaking uh but you know at the end we cannot control what's you know what happened but obviously it's a huge tragic loss for the uh basketball community and african-american community in general Right. Just people in general. We miss Kobe Bryant, man. He was one of the best players and personally my favorite. And uh, I'm pretty sure Sam's favorite, too. So we definitely miss him. Kobe, if you're listening, thank you for everything, man. Um, I hope you're enjoying your stay there. Uh, may gods be with you. All right. With that yeah. being said, we're um, going to drive into our third point that happened in 2020. And I'm going to let Sam take it away from here. Um, I want to talk about, so this is probably my favorite, but, you know, even though it did not went anywhere, uh, Trump getting impeached. <laughs> I know, Rustic, you love politics. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially Trump. So I will, I'll let you take over this. Yeah. So 2020 was not a very good year for Donald J. Trump or the president of the United States or soon to be the ex president of the United States. And in the beginning of 2020 in March, uh, Trump got impeached. He got impeached uh, because he was there was evidence against him. And Michael Flynn was uh, showing that Trump had colluded with uh, the Russian government to um, have negative results on the 2016 election. So many people say that it's a witch hunt, uh, but regardless, t Trump got impeached. And that's one of the biggest things that happened, not only uh, in our history, but in this dec decade in total, because the last impeachment was back in 2002, and that was against Bill Clinton. So Trump got impeached. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> uh, it was very entertaining to see, nevertheless, because... You just want to see Trump suffer on Twitter, you know? I enjoyed it, right, San? What about you? Yeah, I enjoyed, like, him blowing blowing up his Twitter. I think that's why, like, Twitter is relevant, too, because Trump right. is making relevant. <laughs> I think Twitter was one of the lesser-known mediums, but as soon as Trump became the president and he started tweeting a lot of things, Twitter stock rose up, man. It rose up to almost uh, 75%, I yeah. think. Isn't that crazy that a president can make that happen? Definitely. It is. But yeah, uh, with that being said, we're going to move on to our second point, to our fourth point. I'm sorry. Take it away, Sam. Um, 
So back in, uh, I believe in March, right? Uh, so this is actually, it's it's probably the, uh, you know, like saddest and the worst part of 2020. Uh, World Health Organization named uh, new disease, COVID-19. And they named it a worldwide pandemic. That was back in March, which is probably like one of the downfall, you know, like one of the uh, catalysts of 2020 being worse. I think that's when everything like started getting worse. Uh, people were in a panic mode. People were, you know, scared. They didn't know what to expect. And like until like June or like July, we, you know, like we didn't know much about this virus and it was scary. Like even the president itself was in denial that he thought that it was going to be over by Easter or it was going to be, you know, over by summer when the uh, the hot summer kicks in. But uh, sadly, it's still here and uh, it's it's affecting pretty much everywhere you know like everyone in every in in the entire planet and i think the uh country that hit the most is the united states with the uh you know like the dead toll rising like every day and it's still rising do you want to like add on to that yeah Rest it's in- one of the worst things that happened to us in 2020 um, not only did SARS infect uh, China, but it infected the entire global population. So I think it brought a lot of people closer as well. But due to economic and due to uh, foreign sanctions, it brought United States away from uh, the other countries in the world because we had uh, the ban into Middle Eastern countries as well as ban into China and other Taiwanese countries. So I think uh, it, it made definitely the 2020 a worse kind of drive and in, in COVID is still uncurable uh, to this degree. Um, there's a lot of vaccines that are out there, but they are only preventative measures. They don't they won't be effective, even if they are 95% effective. And even after six months of getting the vaccine, you can still be predisposed to getting COVID. So it's not a ultimate cure. So I think that's one of the worst things that happened in 2020. With that being said, we're going to move on to our fifth point, and that's going to be the stock market the stock market almost crashed and due to covid as san said uh, in march of 2020 code was declared a worldwide pandemic by the who and that led to stocks driving one of the craziest times in ever uh, of modern history it worst uh, crash ever since 2008 the stocks crashed almost 135 points and dow as well as nasdaq hit one of the lowest times ever uh, marking one of the worst financial situations ever to be recorded in United States history. A lot of people were thinking that this was going to lead to a crash like it happened in 1928, but hopefully we're, we're doing good. Um, I think the world is coming back together and the stock market is slowly but surely gaining some points. Dow and Nasdaq with the addition of different tech giants like Slack, Salesforce, and Tesla is making its way back up, and they're climbing slowly but steadily. So 
stocks hit one of the lowest a lot of people made money a lot of net worth definitely went up but there's a lot of people who also lost a bunch of money um, so it was one of the worst yeah. ways to start uh, this year it was a tragic event what do you think about yeah. that um definitely i know like most of the uh like you mentioned like most of the uh, uh big corporations are rising up like tesla um and others you know like corporations are rising up but uh, something that i want to point towards is um is the uh, small businesses right so i know like lots of like lots of uh, businesses closed because of covid like uh recently i know we talked about this earlier like off the uh off the uh record about AMC. Uh, AMC is filing for bankrupt bankruptcy. And uh, that mm -hmm. was like, that came out of surprise because, uh, you know, like AMC is pretty much everywhere. And, and the fact that they cannot survive, I mean, it's, it's totally, you know, like makes sense with everything being uh, digital right now, everything like, you know, being on Hulu, Netflix. Uh, it's like, kind of like the world is shifting from the way that all you know how we used to go out and watch movies with families uh with our loved one but now it's all like netflix and chill uh you know like all this subscription based platform and i think that's kind of like driving away all their uh profits and imagine like if amc cannot survive how the small businesses are going to survive. Like, I know there has been, like, lots of uh, businesses closing down recently. Um, and it's sad. It's sad. Like, I people agree. are losing jobs. People are losing jobs. Their income sources. Um, it's it's tougher, like, pretty much everyone. Right. Um, and something that I want to mention about... You know, like, I know it's it does not go along with the topic, but uh, I think something, the like, the you know, the chain that got most hit hard was probably the retail and the uh, grocery chain. Uh, we have something that 2020 has shown me is that I have seen the worst in people, um, you know, even, I mean, I know, like, because of pandemic, they're on edge and they're nervous. They are, you know, they don't know what's going to be happening tomorrow. They're freaked out about their future or, you know, world's future in general. But uh, I feel like we have seen people in worse uh, the way that people were to the retail workers and, uh, you know, like people like in general, it's showed us that we can be worse of ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's. It's sad, and I know, like, there's the vaccines out there. Hopefully, it will be, you know, effective, and this all will be over, and we will get back to the normal. And I know it's not going to be, it's not going to be, like, you know, in a few weeks or a few months. It's probably going to take us a year or so to recover from this because it, it's, a, it's, it's a YouTube, and hopefully everything will go smoothly, and I just pray that, it will go away fast so we can all go back to, you know, normal life that we used to leave. Right. When you said that, uh, one thing that came to my mind was 
What do you think? Do you think that even after the vaccine comes, let's say it's July of 2021 and the vaccines are out, most people are vaccinated. About two-thirds of the American people are vaccinated. Do you think things are going to go back to normal or do you think there's still going to be some people or there's still going to be corporations who are going to implement people to work from home? There's still going to be masks that people are going to wear. What do you think is going to happen when it's almost uh, mid-summer of 2021? I think uh, there is still there are going to be people that are going to be taking precautions even till then, because uh, I like right as of right now, we don't know if the vaccine vaccine is mandated, right? It's, it's optional. Um, I mean, it's not optional, but I know like right now they're only um, their first target is nursing home and their first uh, responders. So I don't think the vaccines is going to be mandated. So that means there are people, there are going to be people that are, you know, that will still have COVID um, unless the vaccine is mandated. Then of, of course that, and which is probably going to cause a, cause another storm because, you know, it's America and they have freedom. So uh, it might, seems like, you know, the government, government is trying to control and all that. Um, but I feel like there are going to be, still people that will be taking precautions just because why not you know it's better safe to be it's better safe than to be sorry right so i think un- unless we you know we all get tested which is uh probably gonna take another you know like couple of months or a year because uh there is like no way of knowing that if we still have covid or not until that we, you know, until that everybody's all clear, I think there are still going to be people that are going to be taking precautions and working from home. Right. But the grim truth might be that even after the, even after, let's say a lot of people don't have COVID anymore, mm-hmm. the thing that might happen with a lot of businesses is they're going on a trend downwards. For example, you mentioned AMC, which is a very good chain that offers a lot of like imax and 3d and dolby digital but these are the industry that are already declining and with someone like uh something like covid it might accelerate that process to the point where this chain might disappear and just like you said there's uh small businesses that are extremely depredative and there's businesses that can't do a lot of things when they don't have people in person so when you exclude that from a lot of people i think businesses are there's going to be emerging technology and not only with that i think there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to move digital instead of moving to a physical location because a when you have a physical location you're going to have to pay for square footage you're going to have to pay for taxes so i think this pandemic has taught a lot of biz big big businesses like HP, uh, Lenovo, because their sales of uh, home computing and laptops are going up. I think what that's going to translate into is they're going to employ more people and let them work from home because, A, it's good for them because from a business standpoint, they don't have to employ people and they don't have to tell them to come to a specific office and they don't have to pay the rent for the office anymore. 
including with office supplies and things like that. So I think even after the the vaccine is out there, I think a lot of chains are going to either amend their policies on what's going to happen, right? And I think there's going to be a lot of chains mm. who are already going down, but uh, a pandemic like this, an outbreak like this, might accelerate their death even sooner. Like, uh, for example, the entertainment industry and, like, you know, food industry and those kind of things. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. That's something that, you know, like, I never thought about. Uh, which I agree that um, I feel like the corporate, corporate, um, you know, like co- corporations, uh, like big giant tech giants, um, like HP and Apple, they have learned something from this pandemic, and I feel like they will definitely be, you know, re-evaluating, re-evaluating their um, the way they they do things, right? Uh, which which will probably most likely, you know, like going more remote and uh, instead of like having more people on site and having more people in remote, which it's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. I like that. Um, but definitely, yeah, it's, I can't wait to see what's the world going to be in like a couple of years. Because yeah. I feel like the COVID will have a huge, 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 huge impact um, I- on the I think it will kill a lot of industry, but it will also make an industry that's not yet seen because we've only had people who work from nine to five. And that's like the norm uh, everywhere Mm -hmm. in the world. So it might lead to like more innovative way to work or more companies who do more activities from home instead of going to like a workplace, because now they understand that there's no difference between calling people to work and letting them work from home. And sometimes it might lead to more productivity when you lead people to work from home. Right. Right. All right. With Um, that being said, I think uh, we're going to go to another point. Do you have anything to add to that? Any closing statements? Yeah. Yeah, Before we moved on from this COVID, you know, topic, I want to, uh, who can forget this uh, point? Uh, toilet papers and hand sanitizers. <laughs> You're so right about was, that. There was like literally a time period where everybody was like stocking, stocking up their toilet papers and and the hand sanitizers because of the pandemic. Uh, that was crazy. Like that was one of the insane thing I have ever seen. Like every time I walked like retail store aisle, like toilet paper aisle, uh, it was like totally blown up, like blown up. Like it was all empty. And it got to the point where most of the retail uh, giants were limiting on most of the, uh, you know, like essentials, like toilet paper, hand sanitizers, uh, wipes. Um, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Did you, you uh, did you were you did, part of that insanity <laughs> did i hoard anything no <laughs> but yeah i was part of the <laughs> insanity that led to the whole toilet paper scares because i feel like i'm a very chill laid-back person and until uh-huh. i heard the news that you couldn't find toilet papers anymore uh, I didn't believe it at first. I, I thought, okay, people are way more responsible than that. Um, so I went on to check 
after a week after that whole news broke down and when i went to the grocery chains there were no toilet paper and people were asking the grocery chain workers when the toilet paper or the towel paper or disinfecting wipes were going to come back and this was not just asking this mm -hmm. was like asking them as if their life depended on it and i also happened to see this one lady who had probably about 40 toilet papers on her cart herself and she was also uh wheeling this second cart which uh, i think her husband was driving but yeah they had another 40 rolls of toilet paper so they had a total of 80 toilet paper rolls um in total <laughs> and they were taking it while people uh, some people were on the back asking for more toilet paper so i think this pandemic brought the worst out of some people and we saw a lot of people who moved from toilet paper into quite literally bidet and they started buying bidet they started attaching hooks into their toilet and creating a bidet system instead of going for toilet paper i think people uh watched a lot of survivor series and they went into that survivor mode and they thought it's all me so we saw more individualistic approach instead of like we community ap approach so i think this was very interesting to see people that when it comes to severe things like this people will go very individualistic and they'll go rogue they won't care about you even if you're asking for a roll of paper because i saw a lot of old people in line to get toilet paper while these young men and women were wheeling 40 rolls of toilet paper in their card so it's a different world out there because generally I would think that a lot of people were very kind and nice, but I think this pandemic proved me wrong. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, and people were like literally fighting over like, uh, you know, toilet paper. And I feel like it, it, like you said, it, you know, brought out worse out of people and, uh, it was just insane. I'm I'm just like I'm just glad that I was not part of this insanity. Like I mean, I knew like we were having a scarcity and we were running out of um, toilet paper, but I also knew that you know, like stacking up in the house isn't gonna do any good. Like we, I think that was like kind of like you know selfish point of view from most of the people. I mean, I get it. Like they were afraid they were they didn't know what to expect um they didn't know if the country was going to go to a lockdown and they were just getting prepared but imagine like you having like all the uh, all the toilet papers and people are literally they don't even have a role like that's not i mean i know that's not you know it's not their problem but when it comes to like thinking as a community, as a society, that's just disgusting. Like, again, I completely understand why they, you know, were like buying tons of toilet paper and all that. But still, like they, and I think this, I think I like the way that uh, most of the retail retailers handle the situations. They put a limit on the uh, toilet paper and like most of the essential, like hand sanitizers and all that. 
which was a good way to like control what was going to go out of the store. So they basically make sure that every household has what they need. So it was interesting to see the way that, you know, most of the retail giant handle the situations and it was smart. Yeah. Um, Had they not handled it like that, I think we would be out of the entire toilet paper stock for quite some time, I think. Right. Right. And here's the thing, though, like right now, if you go to the uh, any uh, any store, they'll have tons of hand sanitizers. They'll have tons of wipes. Like. It's just insane that now we have. I mean, I know like COVID still going on, but back then when we needed like the most, we like there was scarcity on most of this item. And now there's like abundance. Right. But do you think that's because of a lot of companies stepped forward and they started manufacturing hand sanitizer, they started manufacturing wipes and they started manufacturing all the things that they saw the market had a lot of demand to. So they've had like what, since uh, March till now to pretty much open up a business because i've seen a lot of people open up face mask business over the last six months so do you mm -hmm. think that's because of the industry that just adapting and taking advantage of the market going in a certain direction and they're like okay this is the time to capitalize and we're gonna you know like gildan or georgia pacific they're making a lot of toilet papers as well as they're making like hand sanitizer including like kroger there's like they have their home brand and same with walmart they have like home brands like from great value that supply uh everything including like toilet paper um paper towels and then like you said hand sanitizer do you think that's because of that or do you think people have just become less selfish in the last six months uh it's all it, it, it's mainly due to the fact that you know they're basically adapting to the market and they know that they can make money out of it so it's mainly also because of you know they they're adapting to the market and also the fact that they know that this thing's going to go for probably another year so they were just being smart and adapting to the market and also like something that uh, I want to point out is that the president never never um you know trigger defense never producing what is it called right defense producing What's the right term? Difference? Wait, what did you say? Trump, like he, he didn't. So you know, like how presidents can, um, they can trigger this act, where it will force the most of the man, like most of the companies, to produce the thing that they need, like the right. hand sanitizer, right. mask. Um, I think it's called def defense. Right, right. Production. Right. So he he did not did that early, so that kind of like because. On his mind, he probably thought it was going to be gone by Easter, but in reality, it was here to stay. So I guess he was—he did not realize the complexity of the situations. So I think that's also—it also falls down to precedent as well, because right. he did not—he was not prepared for the future, and it all comes down to the uh, this manufacturer being smart and adapting to the market right i sort of agree and disagree with that statement because uh 
I think I agree with the part where you said Trump was a little bit late. I agree with that because he was mm -hmm. a little bit late. He said the disease would be gone by Easter. Um, but I disagree with the part where you said he didn't inflict the defense act where a lot of companies, uh, they had to divert their attention into manufacturing more goods that people needed. I, I disagree with that because he did supply GM and Ford and Tesla, all these big, we see companies in U.S. based. Uh, he mm -hmm. told them to manufacture ven ventilators. So Tesla, I know for a fact because Elon tweeted this, is they manufactured ventilators until the state of California was um max capacity for ventilators same happened with ford same happened with um, a general motors which is a big company a huge organization so i feel like he did the right thing where he used the act in a separate way to get ventilators because ventilators directly relate to saving more lives but mm -hmm. he didn't uh use the same act because a, a lot of companies that we see in America, they're private institutions. They're not owned by the government. And it would be extremely mm -hmm. wrongful for any government to say, hey, you got to do this thing or we're not going to do this or that. Because that would kind of seem like autocracy. That kind of seemed like China. That would kind of seem like Russia where you're telling the private government what they should do and shouldn't do. So in terms of like ventilators, I, I agree, like with Trump's uh, thing where he told a lot of companies to make ventilators, that was the right thing. And he supplied the money to do it. But in his defense, a toilet paper and <laughs> toilet paper and paper towels are not a thing of a major difference. A lot of people are going to adapt. And he probably saw this happen in 80s or 70s or 60s where a lot of shortage was going on but people survive you can still survive without toilet paper you can still survive without Washington. paper towel right uh -huh. and and he saw and, and to his defense i think he didn't inflict that act because uh that's not a necessity that's more of a want instead of a need and i understand the viewers that are listening to this right now uh, that you say it's a need but a lot of South Asian countries and African countries and uh, even in European countries they don't use toilet paper they use bidets they use water to clean their butt and they use water as a source to clean everything so I think to inflict an act like that on a private institution in America and to say uh, produce these goods or we're not going to keep you in America any longer would be extremely unconstitutional and he did inflict that act upon those companies to produce ventilators which i think is more important than producing paper towel or toilet paper example yeah um i mean yeah i i, I will give that you know i will give him that credit but uh, i feel like he was still late to the game um right i mean he underestimated the pandemic which to his defense he did you know like came out and say that I was wrong. He did admit it. Right. Um, but yeah, enough of this COVID. Let's move on to another tragic situation that happened in 2020. And that is the George Floyd protest. So that led to corporate America finally accepting the Black Lives Matter phase, which is a huge deal because 
a lot of giant corporations didn't want to be involved with Black Lives Matter, nor they wanted to uh, agree with anything that diversified America in, in a certain way that this did. But uh, an example that happened in 2020 was the death of uh, George Floyd, which was very unfortunate. And uh, the cop that killed him was trialed for it. But this triggered a lot of national attention and local attention, and it gave light to the situation where uh, a lot of uh, black people in America were mistreated and they were wrongfully searched. And many of them were wrongfully accused of different crimes like murder that happened in 1992, 1998. There's more black crimes than ever. Not only including that, there's more black arrests than ever, uh, 30 percent. I think the st uh, statistic is 70% of the people that are in jail in America are African-American descent or African-American roots or black people. So this triggered a national attention of the entire public, celebrities, everybody in America to talk about black lives and uh, to see the segregation that was happening in America with difference to color. For example, the white not being as in prison as much as the blacks, the Asians not being as much in prisons as uh, the black Americans in America. So I think this created a national uh, stir and it became a national conversation where uh, a lot of corporate America couldn't ignore but acknowledge that black people were extremely poorly treated and they were put into, um, by the U.S. government, put into misdirection and put into trials and accusations and more threats uh, by even the cops that are protecting America. Right. Um, it was, you know, it was a scary situations. Like, I know, uh, you know, people were angry and there was protests going on. Um, I know, like, some people were even having a silent protest. Um but something that, you know, this protest um, pointed out is that, you know, black life matters. And it's not like, so for the people out there saying that all life matters, we know that all lives matters, but the black life matters because they have been treated poorly throughout the history. Like if you, you know, track down um, throughout the history, the slavery, um, and all that, like, even to the point there's, like, systemat systematic uh, racism um, and so on. And I think what most people realize, like, including the white folks, is that, uh, yes, the black people have been treated poorly and we should do better as a country. Um, I think, like, most people acknowledge that. And as you mentioned, most of the corporate uh, giants were not afraid of saying that taking the phrase Black Lives Matter, because it used to be a controversial phrase, like Black Lives Matters. If any, um, you know, if, if any uh, corporate giant will say Black Lives Matters like two years ago, it will be, you know, causing all sort of controversy. But now it's normal because, because of the situation that happened back in May uh, with George Floyd. And it is a tragic, that guy did not deserve to lose his life especially not, you know, like by someone that is sworn to protect us. You know, it's tragic. Right. Um, so, yeah, like most of this big corporations are, you know, like accepting the phrase um, and making 
making it part of it, which is a huge thing. Um, do you want to add anything before we moved on? Yeah, I agree with that because a lot of corporations, like you said, were very hesitant towards saying Black Lives Matter or any lives matter for a matter of fact. So uh-huh. I, I think that taught a lesson to not just corporation, corporate America, but to everyone that opened the doors to see people that th- these kind of crimes were happening and the things that we hear in the news every day, they are real, in fact, because we saw the video of what happened to George Floyd. And we also saw a video of another man uh, who was uh, mistakenly killed uh, by an officer on duty. And we also saw another woman uh, who had the same kind of fate. So I think that opened our eyes to accepting that, yes, we need more more funding in different things. We need to educate our children about these kind of things. So I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think like in terms of like funding, because I know like there was a debate whether on whether if we should defund the police or if we should, you know, like spend. And I think we touched this on this before uh, on one of the our uh, episode. Right. But uh, do you think like... Uh, having a mental institution will do any better? 100%. I think having a government-mandated institution where it... uh, Well, let's break down the first part, which is defunding the police. I don't Mm -hmm. agree with that coin term, defunding the police, because I think we need to fund the police instead. I think the Mm -hmm. police force is extremely... Uh, unfunded and they have a lot of limited resources i think i said this in the past that if you want to be a navy seal you have to go through 18 months of training and you are going through rigorous rigorous amount of work versus if you want to be a police officer all you got to do is sign up and go through a six month period of a routine physical exam and after that you're a police officer and then you don't have to do a lot of training anymore So I feel like uh, with that being said, I don't think defunding police is the way to go. I think funding police is the way to go. And here's the reason why. The reason is because a lot of cops that get, especially now, you don't know if you're a cop, you don't know if you're going to return to your home safely. You don't know if you're going to make it to your dinner. So to incentivize cops to be more proactive in our community because I think with this generation we're going to see a lot of less cops than ever before and defunding the police is just going to make the police force even go less and less and less it's just going to decrease the capacity so in order to maintain the society on a very uh like you know surface level where there's not a lot of crimes i think we need to deploy police more to the places where there's a lot of crimes it's just logical to say that right where there's crimes we need to fund the police so we can have more patrolling we can have more investigation going on on the grounds and we get things solved as soon as possible so also another thing that i want to point out is uh, if a cop goes to a duty, if if I am with my uh, co-partner who is also a cop and we're on a duty and something happens to my partner, I'm traumatically disturbed by that. And what is going on right now is if you're a cop and your partner got killed and on duty, then there's no counseling. There's nothing that literally happens to you, even though you're suffering through a traumatic um 
uh, traumatic event, you're going through stress because you don't know if you're going to return home. I think that's where the mental institutions play a huge role, especially the government, the federally mandated institutions. I think we need to have a regular regimen of exercise that needs to go on in the police academy. We need to fund the police more to the point where we know how to neutralize a target and how to take care of a target in a very not in a very aggressive way, but in a very psychological way. I think that's what the police needs to do. And whether that means training the police on how to do that or making sure the police are safe every night when they go to duty um, because these are the backbones of our society they protect us uh, from bad people and to just acknowledge that bad people aren't in our society is a very naive way to look at things and as soon as we defund the police the thing that is going to happen is we're going to see swarms of crimes that are going to happen just like we talked before, if we see a very individualistic approach when it comes to toilet paper, when it comes to paper towel, and we see people literally arguing and fighting over these small things, what is going to happen on a much bigger scale when you defund the police, when the police aren't patrolling as much, when a pandemic like this, God forbid, kicks in? How are people going to react in that situation where, when there's not a lot of uh, cops out there. So I think it's a very, it's a very naive way to look at things when you say uh, that we need to defund the police and we don't need the police and we need to, you know, shift the funding to a different place. I think it's a very naive way to look at things. And if so more, I think we need to fund the police for better training, for better equipment, for just just overall a better life because a tra a police man doesn't make a lot of money you can google this wherever you live a policeman does not make a lot of money and for that money to risk his life so he may not even return to his family that's very little money so i think we need to fund the police more than ever what do you think right um i agree uh with the point where you you know point out that there has to be a better way of you know like structural changes within the police so instead of like defunding the police, maybe we, we like maybe like there can be like some sort of like structural change within the uh, police department, so that way it can be like run smoothly and they can be uh, you know effective in terms of like protecting the society and uh, you know having a mental institution is also going to help out them as well because at the you know at the end of the day we all are humans and. We all go through, you know, trauma, and I think like having a mandate, uh, you know, like federal mandate, mental institutions will help out like all of us in a in a in a good way. Uh, but yeah, like I hundred percent agree. Like there has to be a better training, there has to be better you know, approach, uh, better tactics, and overall structural changes into you know like to the police department. Um, and like, I don't think like defunding police is a good idea too. Um, I just think like there has to be like some, cho like some sort of like structural changes, just like the, you know, like school system, it's also messed up and it, it needs to change. Um, before we wrap up with George Floyd, I uh, just want to say, you know, um, hopefully like their souls are in peace now. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Um, 
and to everyone that lost their life in 2020, uh, you know, it's it's been a tragic year, and hopefully, they're in a good place now. Uh, moving on to another one, do you have anything to add before we moved on? I think you perfectly wrapped that uh, entire event up. That was perfect. I couldn't add anything more than that. Alrighty. Uh, do you want to pick up on our next topic? Uh, sure. Our next topic is Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. So we all know Harvey Weinstein was convicted of rape and assault in 2020, and he got jailed for a lifetime. Uh, but yeah, any any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on whether you support Harvey Weinstein or you don't support Harvey Weinstein? Uh, anything on that, Sam? I honestly don't know much about the guy, but if it's convicted of rape and sex assault, right. then I'm definitely I'm pretty sure like there's something, uh, you know, like something's wrong that guy's doing. So yeah, uh, just to break down real quick, he was a Hollywood producer who would have multiple actresses, and he would say uh-huh. if you did me sexual favors, then you might get a job, and he did give a lot of people a job like uh-huh. in, in yeah he 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 helped um who's that girl that plays in x-men jennifer lawrence he helped her uh he helped uh tony stark's wife and the woman who plays tony Stark's wife uh-huh. her get a lot of parts in movies but there was also a negative aspect to it that uh, he, conv- he he was convicted of rape and assault of several women in Hollywood. And not just that, I think this triggered a national response and a national movement that was the Me Too movement. So mm-hmm. this is how I 100% agree with uh, his sentence. I think he is not a very nice person. And mm-hmm. anybody who commits any kind of crime like sexual assault or rape should 100% be locked up. Uh, for the fucked up things that he did. See, that's messed up. So basically, another guy in power, um, you know, using his yep, using his status to yeah, do some fucked up. That's yeah, messed up. It, it's said that his uh, wife is also a part of this, where she did give a lot of TV what male act. Fuck? actors like uh, like jobs and like acting in tv series i think there's more people when you dig into more things like this but he was one of Uh the top ones damn that's that's messed up yeah this is jeffrey jeffrey epstein from hollywood uh hopefully that guy you know rots in hell Uh, okay give me a second i'm texting part of what the fuck Yes, we are still recording. She's Uh, like, what the hell do you guys record? (laughs) When I'm done, we should be done in the next half hour. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) I'm not going to say that because she's going to say She'll stick to the half hour. She'll be like, All right, it's half hour. Knock, Don't knock. Because it's on record. 
Dude, you're gonna have fun editing this because there's gonna be like lots of a lot of editing happy. part, yeah. Because yeah. I went on a <laughs> rant for a while, so. And, um, so, where we at? Uh, uh, we're at the you can switch to another topic, you can connect Ghislaine Maxwell because that's the wife and girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. So, we can talk about that real quick and then go to Chadwick. Uh, not wife, girlfriend, but kind of, she lived, they lived together for a very long time. See, I don't know the story about that, so I'm not going to touch on like some... Okay, I'll, I'll just talk then. Yeah, um, uh, see that's, see that's, that's messed up, like, I'm, I hope like that... Should I continue recording? Through. Yeah, you can record it. Okay, 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 go, go, go. See, that is totally messed up, hopefully, you know, that guy will deserve what he deserves which is a place in hell yeah lucifer is yeah. coming for you <laughs> harvey slowly watch out for lucifer yeah with that being said i think we're gonna move on to our next topic and that is the arrest of Ghislaine maxwell so Ghislaine was the long-term girlfriend of jeffrey epstein who was also convicted of uh rape sexual assault well with multiple underage and of age uh, people, especially the underage people. Uh, so, yeah, Ghislaine is arrested now. For all the conspiracy theorists out there, this is the same woman who is supposed to be starting a pizza kit scandal. So she's finally in bars. She hasn't said anything yet, and it's December 15th, but hopefully we're going to hear more about her in the future and what really happened in Jeffrey Epstein Island. But yeah, I'm going to let San take it away for the next topic that we have. All right. Uh, next topic, we're going to talk about another tragic death um, of our Supreme Justice, um, you know, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, that passed away. Um, that was another tragic death followed by, of course, Kobe Bryant, uh, George Floyd, and all other people. Um, you know, she was a leading figure in equal sex rights. And it's just tragic. Uh, we're thankful for all she have done. Um, do you want to add anything? Yeah, you said that perfectly. She's one of the oldest. He was one of the oldest um, Supreme Court justice. And we're extremely sorry that she departed from this earth. And hopefully she's resting in peace. And now we have a different a judge appointed by none other than President Donald Trump. Uh, but yeah, she was an amazing leading figure. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, moving on to our next topic, which is another wildfire, um, but in this case, in our own country. Western Coast. California. Washington. Was it Arizona too? Uh, I think it was mostly California contained. Yeah, um, that was a huge, uh, that was a huge wildfire too, um, including the Australia one, because people were like literally, you could like see that shit from like, you know, far away. Um, did, has it been content? Uh, I think it is under uh, control now. But this is the second time that it has happened consecutively. So it happened again in 2019. 
mm-hmm. and it's continuously happening because uh, what is believed to be climate change, and it destroyed a lot of properties, including a lot of celebrity homes. You might have seen your favorite celebrities cry <laughs> that they lost their homes in different social media platforms. Uh, it was one of the most gruesome moments because you could see, even though if you weren't near the fire, you could see the fire from the highway in California or you could see smoke just coming out of like a part of California. It was a very devastating kind of a end of the world vibe that was going on in California for a very long time. Right. See, I think that's, that's, if it's happening, you know, like consecutive year, then there's definitely something wrong that's going on, whether it's climate change or whether it's, you know, like us handling um, the environment in a wrong way. But that's, I hope it doesn't happen next year. Like, I just pray that it doesn't happen. Because I know, like, it will take, like, lots of resources and lots of bodies to, like, bring it together. So I hope it doesn't happen. Let's pray that it does not happen. Hopefully. Um, Do you want to touch base on our another topic? The another topic that we have is 2020 becomes one of the warmest years on the record in human history. So 2020, even though we didn't have a lot of cars moving around because of COVID, it was one of the warmest years in the record. Um, And that is because of climate change. Climate change is real and it's happening and it's impacting our earth uh whether you're a climate change believer or if you're not a climate change believer i think uh this points to very good evidence that things are changing in the earth and if we don't do anything about it very soon that we are going to lose to the planet and things like the australian bushfire and uh west coast wildfire that's going to happen all over the world do you have anything to add to that See, that's interesting, even like without like all the all the moments of like all the, you know, like cars or airplanes, it was still the warmest year on the record. Right. Imagine if the world, like, like if the country was on full swing, like right. I think it would have been worse. Wow, that's scary. Right. The damage has yeah. already been done, I think. Right. Right. And if we don't do anything about it, then I think it can get worse uh, in like a couple of past years in future. Right. So that's that's scary though. Like, I don't want to leave our planet as the way that it is for our like future you know generations. It's scary. Right. Uh, but you know, climate change, climate change can be a uh, pocket itself. So we're not gonna dive into it. Dive into more about it. Uh, next topic that we're going to talk about is the presidential elections. The defeat of the Donald J. Trump. This was a big event. I know you enjoyed this a lot. I did. Um, and I actually wasn't like, I'm, I'm not a person that like, you know, um, that focused on politics, but uh, it was interesting. Like I was keeping I was tracking the elections. I was reading the news about elections. It was it was quite interesting. Um, and we actually do have a podcast on elections. There is a 
you know, we did a podcast on election night, and there's a post-election um, uh, podcast. We will link down. Uh, I can't speak. We will link that below in the descriptions. Um, so don't forget to check that out. Um, but yeah, let's dive into our ele- to the elections. But yeah, it was one of the most interesting elections because Trump didn't accept his defeat for a various amount of time until just now in December 14th when the Electoral College and all the electors got back and they voted for uh, Joe Biden, who is going to be the next president on January 20, 2021. So we had a total vote and vote of 300 and I believe 30 versus 232. And Joe just beats Donald Trump by uh, quite a lot of margin from the electoral votes. So it was one of the most interesting, to say the least, uh, things that happened in this entire decade or in the 21st century, because we'd never seen something like this happen where a president openly declined the his opponent winning against him and there was a a lot of fraud that he claimed and uh, he claimed that he didn't win fair and square and there's a lot of things that happened that we had never seen before and until December 14 we weren't sure who was going to be the president but uh, from December 14 we're very clear that Donald J. Trump will be exiting as the president of the United States and Biden will become the new president leading us into a possibly different era a different uh, America where there's not a lot of divide hopefully and we change our views on climate change and we accept a lot of things so hopefully we're looking more into what is going to be that. And just like San said, we have a podcast on that, Election Night in America and Post-Election in America. You can always check the podcast out if you go to our Season 1 episodes. With that being said, we're going to dive into the second topic that is attached to the win uh, of the presidency. The Dow Jones broke 30,000 for the first time in the history. And this has never happened before. This happened a day after the election when Joe Biden was certified as the new president of the America. So we have something that has quite never honestly happened in America, but This helped uh, a lot of people get away from economic strains, especially the people who live on 401k and the people who live on making money on the stock market like myself. So this is a very good news. This is a very good indicator that things are moving in a positive direction with the upside in vaccines, the upside in a president being selected for the upcoming year, 2021. The Dow Jones finally broke 30,000 points. And with that, including all all the tech giants had a lot of shares going up, as well as a very important news in market that happened was Tesla was included as S&P 500 as of December 31st. So this is all good news for the American people and just the American economy in general. So do you want to dive into the next topic now? Yeah, uh, let's dive into COVID vaccines. Um, I know, like right now, the COVID vaccines are out. Um, it's on. It's on. It's heading to pretty much nursing home and to first responders and the uh, 
the main concern, like the only concern is that, is it going to be enough and how long it's going to, you know, how long it's going to take until the entire nation is vaccinated. Cause I know like there is by June or July, there's supposed to be like 20 million vaccines out there. And I don't, and I don't think that's going to be enough for the nations, but it's still, you know, like it's a good news. There's a vaccines. And another question that rises is that, is it going to be effective? So hopefully it will be, you know, it'll work and we will all get vaccinated and the world will go back to the normal. I agree. I couldn't agree more with that. I think there's more divide on the vaccine as well. There are some people who say they are going to be the first in lines to get vaccine and there are some people who say they're not going to get the vaccine as uh, in in a whole whether that's because they don't believe the efficacy in the vaccine or they are confused with the speed speedy the trials that are happening in vaccines because normally it would take a long time to get a vaccine like this but this has been done in a very short period of time so I don't know if it's because of that or it's because of uh, the lack of seeing the long-term effects of the vaccine that are going to happen in human trials. So we're yet to see that, but the vaccines are out. That's a very good news. Hopefully not a lot of people are going to die. Hopefully this is going to go to every nursing home and every people, especially the first responders and everybody out there who is severely battling with COVID. It's a very good news in general, whether... Um, there's a long-term effects or short-term effects that we don't know of, but the efficacy of the vaccine is 95% effective, and this is going to be extremely good for uh, the entire world, actually. Yeah, definitely. Um, hope, let's hope for the best, and let's dive into another topic. And uh, our another topic is the uh, another tragic death of our... Um, Footballing legend, uh, for those who's in America, um, soccer legend, Diego Maradona, Diego Armando Maradona. He passed away because of uh, heart attack. It was uh, he was known as you know one of the greatest um, soccer player ever, uh, along with Pele and Messi. I'm not gonna include Ronaldo because I'm a Messi <laughs> fan. So uh, I know Rustic's gonna say something about that, but you know. Uh, he was, he had a wonderful career, um, a weird career, uh, I would say. He, uh, he, he was gifted. He was very talented for sure. But I think most of his life was, you know, ruined by drugs and party, uh, especially cocaine. You know, he's from Argentina and, bad, you know, like cocaine is one of the, uh, one of the thing in Southern America. So another tragic death, um, uh, adding to, you know, 2020. Um, so yeah. He was definitely one of the most football legends. And as far as I know, I know San said quite a lot of tears when he died. So I'm going to let you get away with the whole, not including, Ronaldo part but it, it, nevertheless if you agree on Messi or Ronaldo I think Maradona was one of the legends that we had to see and he was one of the stars 
playing in World Cup, he he was an excellent excellent player. And whether you agree or disagree, but he was a terrific player that everybody should remember. And I know, San, you're gonna remember for the lifetime of this Definitely. legacy. Uh, moving on to our last topic of the day or 2020, I was uh, the bombing. I mean, not the bombing. The explosions on. Beirut. Um, this actually happened back in August. Um, there was it was actually there was actually a footage of the explosion and it was it was devastating. Like the entire you know entire uh, portal went off and there was like dead of like roughly around like one fifty eight people. That's insane. Yeah, that is crazy. One twenty eight people died, um, and. There was like many clips of you know the explosions, and uh, I think it it was like probably worse in like in reality than in clips because even in the clips itself, that looked very very devastating. Right, and it was a dem a domestic uh, terrorism too, right? Um, I'm not sure about that. Some people say that it was probably uh, reckless mess of the uh one of the you know employee in one of the uh building mm -hmm. um i'm not really sure about that yeah uh, but yeah what a crazy 2020 uh it's been a hell of a ride and uh l as the you know the year is coming towards the end hopefully 2021 will be better um and it will you know make us forget about all the bad things that happened in 2020 um but something that I want to touch base on, you know, about everything that happened in 2020, let's end this part in, uh, you know, high notes. Uh, right. I know, like, in the beginning of the uh, year, that was, like, World War Three memes going on, and that was, like, <laughs> King Jong-un death's rumors going on. That was, like, lots of shit, crazy shit happening, like, despite, you know, all the, uh, all the bad shit that was happening, there was, like, lots of Funny stuff happening around. Yeah, that's uh, one of the times where I felt bad for Kim Jong-un because his sister was... It looked like his sister was going to take over. That's the only one time I feel bad about that, man. But, yeah. Right, um, do I, you think the World War III yeah. was on Horizon? Like, when the memes were happening? The World the War III? Yeah. I think like, memes are were, memes uh, because... I know this happened in 2019 where uh, people tried to go raid Area 51. So there uh -huh. were memes on that. Uh, but I think World War Three was probably not on horizon with that thing. Uh, it was it was definitely a Cold War st starting off because a lot uh -huh. of countries were very uh, closed off to each other. America itself closed off its door to a lot of nations in the entire world. But with that being said, I think memes are memes, and we can all enjoy a bit of memes every now and then. Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, at this point where everything is dark and, I mean, I wouldn't call it dark, but, you know. Um, another, you know, another thing that blew up, you know, this year is 
<laughs> not the world war. <laughs> Nothing blew up in world war. <laughs> but yeah. I know like you are you have played this game. Um I'm not a huge gamer, so I don't know much about it. So I'll let you handle this uh topic. All right. The another thing that blew up quite literally <laughs> this game is uh called Among Us. Among Us was one of the top gaming things that happened this year uh along with uh other games, but Among Us blew up where a lot of people were playing this weird game where you had to kill a lot of people you were an imposter and you had to kill all your crewmates in order to get um get a victory or you had to kill you had to find and eliminate the imposters in order to get a victory as a crewmate i enjoyed this game this game was fun it was one of the most highlights of 2020 because it seemed like with a grim truth of what was happening all over the world and what was happening in america uh, the games definitely give a lot of uh it gave them you know a reason um you know like something to do like in this pandemic while they were in during their quarantine right it, it gives people hope to see where everything is going and hopefully it's going in a positive direction from now on including memes and video games i love them man there's a reason why these things are popular and that's because they bring a smile to your face um whether yeah, you like yeah. a topic or not i think we can all enjoy a couple of memes and video games all together even though we're yeah. divided yeah, definitely Another thing that we want to talk about, do you want to take this away, is this is one of San's favorite app, and he does dancing on this app too. So you probably know where this is going, but I'm going to let San explain this more because I know he likes this. Uh, for the record, I don't have TikTok, and I think that's a complete waste of time. But, uh, you know, we were in lockdown. We were in quarantine. I mean, most of the people were in quarantine and even i was in quarantine but i did not i wasn't on tiktok because i feel that's a complete waste of time but uh it still blew up uh in, like you know including among us i think tiktok was another thing that blew up in like 2020 uh mainly probably because you know people were home um so i think tiktok gave them another reason uh to look into something you know like just like among us uh, especially during this time, uh, TikTok was there for people and it, it, it gave them joy, even though I'm not a fan of TikTok because I still do believe that it's a waste of time, but if it's, you know, contributing to people, people's happiness and, uh, you know, their, if, if it brings smile to their face and brings happiness to them, then by all means, you know? Right. Became one of the most, uh, influencer based uh places where if you blew up on tiktok that translated uh, into either blowing up on youtube or blowing up on instagram so tiktok also became a very popular social media just like instagram a lot of people translated uh from instagram migrated from instagram to tiktok uh, in order to make videos either to blow up just to have gags and just to be funny because uh in a world where 2020 has gone absolutely shit, then we could all enjoy a bit of laugh. So I think uh, it also blew up because people saw it as Vine 2.0. 
that people oh, saw, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of creators made a lot of names on them. For example, Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, uh, Noah. Uh, there's a lot of people. Dixie D'Amelio, I know they made a lot of name as well as bank on it. So uh, TikTok has become one of the most popular uh, sensation in America. And uh, not just in America, I, I think that has become a sensation all around the world. And if you don't have a TikTok, then... What are you doing? You need to download TikTok. Not sponsored by TikTok, by the way. Go, um, go follow Sam on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, like, there was some controversy regarding TikTok, though. Um, right. You know, like lots of controversy. How it was, uh, you know, a mechanism for a Chinese government to right. keep an eye on, you know, the uh, people in other nations. That was like lots of controversy going on. Um, right. Nevertheless, you know. Now, I think I believe Walmart and Oracle owns TikTok in America. Wow! So it led to Chinese companies selling TikTok in America, and because the servers were located all the way in China, uh, the president, the president Donald J. Trump, thought that a lot of data was being shared within the app. Uh, to all these Chinese servers, and he wanted to move TikTok base over closer to home so we could monitor what was going on. So that led mm-hmm. to selling of TikTok, and and Walmart and Oracle together bought TikTok for a whopping a lot of money. And now so TikTok is one of the biggest social media platforms ever. And if you're a TikToker, then, well, you're not a boomer like San or me. <laughs> do follow uh, Rush TikTok. Um, <laughs> I do have uh, I do have TikTok. It's uh, at the rate Rustic YT. Yeah. Uh, well, that being said, uh, it's been a hell of a ride. You know, uh, 2020 year of insanity. Um, I guess we can name that year of insanity. Yeah, that's a pretty good name, Sam. Yeah. So. Do you have anything um, to say before we wrap up on our events? I think 2020 was one of the most controversial years ever that we've ever lived. The stock market crash with a lot of celebrities dying. The election that was absolutely terrifying, whether you're on one side of the aisle or the other. Uh, It was hectic. It was extremely delayed. The results were delayed quite a lot of days uh, than normal uh, allegations were made uh, not just that the dow jones broke 30,000 points it decreased a lot of stocks initially in march a lot of things happened in 2020 that just makes this more memorable than ever but for the wrong reasons so hopefully moving on into 2021 we're gonna have greater things to look at for example the vaccines are coming out hopefully things are going to go to normal airline stocks are going to go up uh, where the airlines are losing 24 million dollars every month hopefully that's gonna bounce back and they're gonna have a chance to bounce back including amc and other chain restaurants and entertainment places uh with that being said i think this is one of the craziest years and i can't wait for this to end 
and to start a different chapter. And I can't wait for you to continue listening to us in 2021 because that's what all the cool cl- cool kids are doing in the block. So you should definitely listen to us more in 2021 because we're definitely going more crazier. We're going to have more guests who are even crazier. You can't beat this. How are you going to beat yeah. this? Joe Rogan isn't going to do this. Is he going to do this? No. <laughs> So you should definitely subscribe to uh, down below if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Definitely follow on um, Spotify. Definitely subscribe on Google Podcast. Thank you so much. Mahalo. Thank you so much for listening. Anything to add, Sam? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, we appreciate you all uh, coming in and listening to the end. Um, and I mean, we are going to be coming up with more podcasts. Uh, hopefully a good one. Uh, we're still working on, you know, things and we're still trying to improve. So thank you for being patient. Thank you for being understandable. Um, and if you guys have any any feedback, uh, you know, be happy to leave, leave it on the uh, DMs or uh, g- don't forget to give us a review. Uh, do give five, though. Don't don't give any feedbacks in review sections. Uh, we can leave our handles for, uh, you know, DMs. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening and we will see you on to the next one. Peace.